You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got my buddies Gary and Don Crawford in here. They are the financial advisors at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, and we like to spend an hour or so talking about money with you every weekend. And uh, before we get into the hot and heavy stuff, first off, Gary and Don, welcome back. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you, James? Uh, We're doing great. Thanks for asking. It's been a, a good week. Yeah. Yeah. This month's been nice too. Um, we had our first Galentine's event, our second. second, I'm sorry, our second Galentine's event this month, which is awesome because it's for our widows and we just want to make them feel special. So we do a nice luncheon for them and, and they enjoy it. They totally yeah, they look, look forward, forward to, to it. it. Well, we're getting into the stretch of the calendar where I absolutely regret saying anything bad about summer. I'm ready for it to be a hundred degrees again. I'm just tired of what we've been going through for the last month or so. I'm just reminded I'm a summer person, not a winter person. Oh, yeah, same we here. Too. We are too. I would, would love to go on another ski trip, go out west somewhere, go snowboarding. That's a great trip for the family. But I'll tell you what, just your day to day, yeah, this hot and cold, especially here in Florida, it's like hot and cold, hot and but cold. But we've been getting wet cold. So yeah. it's raining and that kind of cold is worse than just like a regular. Yeah, it gets to your cold. bones, right? Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, wow. yeah. Bring back the swimming weather, please. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Something that's been coming up uh, a lot lately on the show is inflation. And the higher it gets, the more we're expecting the uh, interest rates to be increased by the Federal Reserve. And they've already hinted that they're thinking about increasing it at every meeting this year. That sounds a little high to me. But seven possible increases in the interest rate, how significant would that be? Oh, goodness. I think we've had too much of a good thing. I mean, look at those rapidly rising wages, which is now running at a 5.7% pace over the past 12 months. Wow, that's super high, yeah. Those are expected to push the Federal Reserve interest rate hikes at an even faster pace. And so Ethan Harris, who is Bank of America's head of global economics research, along with the bank's economists, they made an aggressive Fed call by predicting that, yes, James, we should see seven 25 basis points hikes in 2022, followed by four more next year. But more recently, I think they've said that first one might be about 50, so 50% or 50 basis points, so uh, half a percent. That's so. pretty significant because they usually do yeah, about 0.25. And Ethan Harris, he quoted this, the economy is not just hitting the Fed's goals, it's blowing through the stop signs. So the central bank, they're scheduled to meet, like you said, seven times. March, May, June, July, September, November, and December of 2022. And Fed Chair Jerome Powell told reporters that officials were ready to raise those rates in March, and he's left open that possibility of that rate hike every meeting this year. And so that rate increase would mark the first since December 2018. Do you think they waited too long? I think so. And I think people think that too. I mean, of course, that burst of inflation, they needed to confront it. But I think the feds were expecting price pressures to ease at pandemic-related supply chain issues until those were resolved. But it's taking a little longer than anticipated. Yeah, they're definitely behind the ball on that. Yeah, I remember the word transitory was being thrown around a lot this time last year. Sort of disappeared in the last few months. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. Imagine that. Yeah, but uh, we've had them at just rock bottom rates here for most of the last, what, decade, 12 years, really? Oh, yeah. And even if they do pop all these increases, seven next year and four next year, what does that get us to? Like three and a half percent? That's not even near 
the average, much less the historic highs of the early 80s. Like, um, you know, you hear the stories about like in the early 80s, mortgages were like 18 percent. So I doubt we're going to get back up there. But talk about how the interest rates we are expecting will uh, impact us a little differently. Yeah. And like you said a minute ago, I mean, mortgages were 18 percent, but so were CDs. Right. right. I mean, people were getting 13, 14, 15, 16 percent on CDs there for those years. So, you know, it affects people differently in different stages of your life. Those are going to be advantages or disadvantages. And like you talked about before, I think the norm overall for rates and interest rates, CDs and that sort of thing was 5% for a long time. But it's been years since we've seen that. And then we look at like mortgage interest rates. If you're going out to purchase a home or get a loan on a mortgage or do a refi or whatever it might be. I mean, the norm for in the banking field for mortgages was like 6%. Yeah. And we haven't been there in years as well. I mean, it's been... Been really almost 20 years, yeah. you know, and that's crazy right now. You know, we're in the three, you know, with the Fed hiking up these rates, we're probably going to be by four at the end of the year. So, what's that going to do to the economy? But what we have to look at is the lowest rate environment that we're seeing is great for home buyers, or if you're going to finance a vehicle. But at the same time, vehicle prices are so inflated right now as well. So, for working America, this has been a great opportunity, in my opinion. Uh, on the other hand, for retirees, maybe you had been used to using CDs or fixed annuities for retirement income, and you were utilizing some of that interest for supplemental income. And now you've been forced to maybe dip into principal a little bit because the rates aren't there, or maybe you're just not sure what to do right now to to have some of those safe alternatives that are actually going to give you some interest so you can supplement the income. So if you're listening today and you're looking at safe alternatives to your CDs, you know, pick up the phone. That's all we do is help people just like you with this every day. And we have some great options. So our phone number here is 352-320-2060, or you can go right to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. That's the name of our show. So it's easy to remember, retirementwithpinnacle.com. And you can contact us that way as well. All right, Gary and Don Crawford. Another thing I wanted to run by you, a report from the Wall Street Journal says that despite the market volatility, many baby boomers are unlikely to sell too much of their stock portfolios because they feel confident that the whole thing's going to bounce back like it has recently. You know, the last big bear market in 2020, it -hmm. came right back. Is there a problem with relying on the market to bounce back? That could propose a major problem. So yeah, we had a long bull market that surprisingly kept rising and rising through the pandemic. But just within the last couple of weeks, we have seen a suddenly sliding stock market. Yet despite the increased volatility, it appears that baby boomers are unlikely to sell too much of their stock portfolios because many of them feel emboldened by the relatively quick recoveries from those bear markets. That was a great word to describe that, emboldened, because you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but let's think of a few things here. So in the early 2000s, Baby boomers, you need to recall that many of you were still working. You were still contributing to your investments account. You were not taking any withdrawals from them. So yes, they recovered quickly. Sure. And then in 2020, that was a pandemic. That was not a true bear market. It was not a normal economic cycle. So you're getting older. You have less time now to make up for those losses. And the volatility in recent weeks should be serving as a wake-up call to you guys because you shouldn't invest like you used to. But unfortunately, many are going to ignore that call. And one factor at play here, 
Many older Americans are in charge of their own investment mix, and some investors are aware that their portfolios are as heavily tilted to stocks as they are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fidelity Investments, they have 20.4 million 401k investors, and their data showed that almost 40% of their 401k investors ages 60 to 69, hold about 67% or more of their portfolios in stocks. Right. Well, I mean, the equity market's been a really great opportunity, yeah. like you said, yeah. over the last years. And even this year with the inflation numbers and you know where bonds are at and that sort of thing, that's been a help. But one thing you mentioned earlier is you know, when they were working, they were contributing. So everything right. came back quicker, especially if they had 401ks because they were getting free money on matches. Mm -hmm. So you're absolutely right. Well, one way to check your comfort level with stocks, calculate how much money you would have left if you were to invest your desired allocation in stocks and experience a 50% sell-off. Think about that for a few seconds. If you're uncomfortable with that calculation, you might want to consider making some adjustments. What's the balance then? How much is too much to be involved in stocks or risky investments? You know, I think the fact is, is most people really don't know how much volatility is in their portfolio. Uh, they come in and maybe they've come up with their own plan on how they've been taking withdrawals and distributions in retirement. And again, with the market, the bull market that we've had, it's worked out for them. Mm -hmm. And quite a few folks have pensions and, and social security. But again, as we continue to go through the years, those are things that are less people are going to have options for. So we really have to look at the volatility in the portfolio. So the question we have to ask is, are you just investing or do you have a plan? Right. And I think that's the big thing, because what we see more times than not is people are using the same financial advisor they had 20, 30 years. And maybe it was somebody their parents used. And the whole thing that they're doing and the only thing they're doing is really trying to accumulate, 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 right, and, and right, chase return. And last week, if you remember, if you tuned in, we discussed bonds. And right now, bonds are not always the place to be. I mean, they do fit into some people's plan. But overall, you just need to understand how they work. But with inflation being so high and interest rates intended to keep increasing this year, we just talked about that. Warren Buffett, and you brought this up a few weeks back, uh, his annual report to Berkshire Hathaway, and this was in 2019 or 20, 20, 2000, 2021. 2021, I apologize. Um, he said, bonds are not the place to be these days. And I'm not saying that's for everybody because, of course, we all have some bonds in our portfolio and, and that's fine, but you don't want to depend solely on that. So what I'm getting at is you need to take the opportunity to at least meet with a retirement advisor. So if you're managing your own assets, at least meet with someone who specializes in retirement and just make sure you have the right balance in your investments. And guess what, guys? That's what we do. That's all we do every day is help people just like you with these things. So, you know, give us a call at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Well, when you see these do-it-yourselfers and they bring in their portfolios, what are they usually missing? Like, what is the one thing that if you get help with your portfolio or the few things that usually changes? Really, I think the biggest thing, again, is just kind of conceptually showing them where their accounts really are and what type of instruments they're using. Because investments, we refer to them as tools more than investments because tools all spin off a different result. So we need to make sure that you're using the right tools to accomplish what you're trying to do. Your money needs to be having a purpose. It needs to work for you to, again, come to an end result that's going to create value to you. 
You guys have some live events coming up? Yeah, we've got some in March. I think it's the the first two Thursdays in March. Yeah, we usually do them on Thursdays. If you go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com, you go to our attendant event page. Um, those are getting updated and you'll see those as they uh, show up there. And we usually have a few. So we do events at uh, Ipanema Brazilian Steakhouse in Ocala. And we do those for uh, opportunities for new prospective clients to come and meet us. Uh, and we just do those every other month. We do two events each month. And then we do some other things with our clients in between those months. So so in March, it's um, March 3rd and March 10th. Perfect. Great. This is uh, Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. If you got a question for the show, you want to call them at the office or you want to get some more information and reserve a seat for one of their events, 352-320-2060. And the website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. I'm James Parker. We'll be right back with more Retirement with Pinnacle. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. We've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors here to help you figure out what's going on with your money, your investments, and all things retirement related. If you got a question for the crew, 352-320-2060. Their website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And when you go online to try and get help, you are just avalanche with millions of articles about investing and tax planning, budgeting, everything when it comes to preparing for retirement. But there's more financial success than book smarts out there. There's a psychology of money. And we're going to lean on a guy named Morgan Housel. He's a partner at Collaborative Fund and a former columnist at Motley Fool and the Wall Street Journal. We reference them on the show quite a bit. He's the author of the book, The Psychology of Money. He says there's more to financial success than just what you know about money and the world of finance. So Gary and Don, I'm going to run a few clips by you. And uh, I want to get your reaction to Morgan Housel's take on the psychology of money. But I think there's so much evidence that what matters in investing is not about what you know. It's not about how smart you are. It's not about where you went to school. It's just how you behave. It's about your relationship with greed and fear, your ability to take a long-term mindset, who you trust, how gullible you are, who you seek your information from. That's what actually matters. That's what moves the needle. And we tend to ignore that because it is not analytical. Wow. That's pretty true. Yeah, it is. One thing we have to remember, and I know we talk about it quite frequently, is money is emotional. I mean, what's more emotional than your money? If somebody comes and takes all your money, are you going to get upset and emotional? Absolutely, right? So, and everyone has their own feeling on 
you know, risk versus reward or how they invest. And some people are very, very analytical. But if you know me and Don does for sure, I'm not the analytical type. I mean, sure, we have tools in place at our office. I can walk any of you engineers through anything you'd like. But as far as the most people that we see, concepts are easier to grasp. So we're very conceptual and we focus on that when we work with our clients. And, you know, yes, some of you do have the spreadsheets and you are very analytical, but I guarantee if you're married, your spouse is not. We usually see that that's pretty opposite. So your spouse probably processes things differently than you might. And I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but they want nothing to do with your spreadsheets, (laughs) do they? (laughs) So that... (laughs) And they're great. And we love your spreadsheets because it helps us when we put things together. I mean, you guys are awesome. I would (laughs) totally give you a job. But yeah, usually the spouse doesn't want anything to do with those because again, investing is emotional and people really want to just know, well, what's my money doing for me? Well, I think Morgan Housel is also getting at, like he said, it's how people behave with money. So, you know, we've all heard that story of a person who lives so modestly and who everyone thought was just an average person and they die and they leave millions of dollars to their beneficiaries or a charity. And then you've also heard about people who are rich and, you know, celebrities and professional athletes are famous for doing this. They've spent so frivolously that they end up having to go bankrupt and they lose everything. Sure. So, yeah, it boils down to how you behave with money when you have it. Yeah. All right, Gary and Don, let's do another clip here from Morgan Housel. He's the author of Psychology of Money. He says we have it backwards in how we teach about finance. You know, what is most important gets most ignored in this field. And even when we are teaching basic financial skills to people, it's the math equations and how to balance a checkbook, which are, which are great skills. I'm not, I'm not demeaning those in the slightest, but there's so much evidence that all that matters all that matters, that's the right word to use, is just how, is your behavior with money. And I say that because you can be the smartest person in the world. You can have a PhD in finance from MIT, but if you lose your head during a market decline, if you panic during a market decline, none of your intelligence matters. Wow. Who is this guy? <laughs> Morgan, right. Morgan do you want a job? <laughs> It's so true though, right? Uh, again, I have to agree one more time with with Morgan. You know, again, money's emotional. So, we look at people who are managing their own portfolios and it's become so popular especially over probably the last 8 to 10 years, um just because again this total bull market ride, people wanted to take control from some of the losses maybe they experienced in 08. Um so they just started doing it and all these platforms have come out to allow you to do it and they're very inexpensive. But what we have to look at is now, I'm saying sometimes, so I'm not speaking to everyone listening, but when you see a market drop or you see something on the news that creates fear, it's hard not to sell, right? I mean, right. think about COVID. When COVID first happened and we saw one of the quickest downturns that we've ever seen, right? I mean, it was mm-hmm. quick, boom. And people panicked and they sold. Well, what happened? They really lost out, did they not? Right, they did. They did. So how many people do you know that did this? And maybe it was you. Maybe it's you listening today that did this. So what I'm saying is trying to time the market is really hard. And that's why in your retirement, you need to have more than just an investment plan. You have to have a plan that covers your income, your investments, your taxes, your health care, everything, how you're going to leave your legacy. Because retirement's more than chasing returns. It's about living the best years of your life with some confidence And really in retirement, going back to what Don said earlier, is you can't afford 
to make costly mistakes. If you've listened to any segments prior, we talk about things are going to happen in retirement that are going to be costly, like healthcare or different emergencies that might come up. And you can't afford to make costly mistakes with your investments because you need them to be there. Well, I think um, I, I really like the part where he said that uh, your behavior matters more than your actual intelligence because it's easy to dismiss like when Johnny Depp or Floyd Mayweather lose like $100 million because we don't consider them incredibly intelligent people. But we hear stories about you know doctors and lawyers and brain surgeons, people who you can't question the fact that they're intelligent, who are horrible with money and make horrible decisions. Mm-hmm. Well. There are other areas in our life where behavior matters more than your actual intelligence. And I think that applies to every aspect of our lives, our jobs, our health, our family life, and of course, our finances. So let's take health, for example. If you had diabetes and your doctor told you, or you even knew that if you changed your diet and your lifestyle, you could get your diabetes under control. Your diabetes is not going to improve just because you're an intelligent person and you have a master's degree, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Or, you know, what about the cardiologist who's telling you you're overweight and that's why your heart is having to work harder and you look at that doctor and he or she needs to heed their own advice. Oh, (laughs) absolutely. Oh my goodness. You're so right. And you have to have that motivation and that discipline to do what's best for you in your situation. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Those are great examples. When you put it in that perspective, it's like, wow, okay, that makes a lot of sense because we talk about behavior and money and and some people get it and some people don't. But yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford, Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. I think an accidental handicap of being intelligent, you know, is people tell you you're intelligent your entire life. And so you just assume you're intelligent. And even though you have no real expertise in the financial world or the investing world, you know, maybe you're like an engineer or something to that effect or a chemist, you think, well, if I'm so smart in all these other areas, I'll probably be great when it comes to investing. I don't need any help. And they don't go get a financial advisor because of their misplaced confidence. Yeah, well, we do work with quite a few engineers and they do process things differently. They definitely do. But our clients who are engineers are very smart because they know that's not their forte. And we just had an appointment this week, a a review or Mm -hmm. one of our strategic planning sessions with a client. And uh, that's what they kind of reiterated again was, you know, this is not our forte. That's why we lean on you. Right. This is our specialty, not theirs. Yeah. Takes a little bit of humility, though, for a guy that's been told he's smart his entire life to admit that. No, absolutely. All right. So uh, we're going through this psychology of money. We got a couple clips from Morgan Housel. But if you hear something you like, 352-320-2060. That phone number gets you if you had a question for the show, if you're interested in making an appointment at the office, or if you're wanting to get more info or maybe a reservation about an upcoming event. 352-320-2060. And check the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. There's an events tab up there, and that lets you know when the the next ones that are, you know, we have a few that are scheduled, whichever one fits in your schedule the best. Who needs to go to these, Gary and Don? Really, anybody that's not working with a financial advisor, I think. You know, a retirement specialist is the biggest thing. Well, also those people who've had the same financial advisors for 30 years, and their advisor has not come up with a plan for retirement. And I know we get people say, well, maybe I should have asked them. That's no, true. Your advisor should have addressed this. 
Yeah, at, and, and at that's right. And age. so I'm, I'm going to go back and scratch what I just said there because more times than not, probably 85% of the people that become our clients already, already had a financial advisor. advisor, but they're probably working with the wrong person at that stage of their life. Mm -hmm. Because again, you have to shift gears on how you invest and how you save and the tools are going to change a little that you're going to use in retirement. You know, maybe you're not so in the market. There's alternatives and there's options there for sure. And another thing on our website is if you listen to the show and you have a friend that you thought, hey, there was a good segment. Uh, I really wish my friend could have listened to it or my neighbor or family member. If you go to our media tab as well, you can go back and listen to some of our shows that we've previously recorded. So that's a great opportunity for you to share some of this information if, if you liked what you heard. All right, this is Gary and Don Crawford, Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. Again, 352-320-2060. And the website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And we're talking about the psychology of money. Great little uh, book here and some sound clips from Morgan Housel. Because he's pointing out, it's as if the entire world of finances puts the cart before the horse when it comes to learning about financial concepts and how they're implemented in the real world. So we talk a lot about financial knowledge, a lot about know-how on the, on the show. But today, we're learning there's a psychology of money, and we're going to continue with that in just a moment. You're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. I've got Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors on board here. So we like to talk about money and investments and, of course, all things retirement related. If you got a question for the show, 352-320-2060. Their website is retirementwithpinnacle.com. And we're just blowing through some great advice from Morgan Housel. He wrote the book called The Psychology of Money. So instead of talking about ones and zeros and, you know, doing a spreadsheet, we're learning that there's a psychology of money. And uh, let me run another clip by you. If you get caught up in uh, the excitement of a bubble, none of your intelligence, none of your academic credentials, none of the fact that you know the formulas, none of that matters if you're going to lose your cool when it matters most. That's why the behavior is not just an important part. It's really the base of the pyramid. And until you've checked that box of figuring out your own financial psychology, none of the analytical skills matter until then. Excitement's not supposed to come up in analytical things like investing in spreadsheets. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, going back to what we discussed earlier in our last segment, you know, emotions can get the best of us. And it doesn't matter how smart you are or even if you think you have things planned out. 
something will, and I'm not saying something might, something will happen to trigger an immediate reaction from you, especially during retirement. And I want to give you a scenario because this is something that happened with some clients of ours. And I want you to think about this for a minute. Put yourself in this shoe and just try to picture this and imagine this. So you're retired. Maybe you just retired a few years. So things are going great. You're traveling. You're doing all these things. And you wake up one morning and you find your amazing husband of 40 years laying on the kitchen floor. Okay. And this man handled everything. Uh, he was a physician. He handled everything. He paid the bills. He managed your retirement accounts. And now you have to figure this out on your own. And we see this. This is real. Again, this is something that actually happened with some clients of ours. And they weren't clients of ours prior to this, but we had met with them a few times. And it's so important to at least meet with someone local, an advisor that you feel comfortable with. Even if you're a person that's still managing your accounts and you feel like that's your hobby and that's what you want to do, at least meet with some folks to find somebody you feel comfortable with in the event something like this happens, or maybe start slowly taking some things and moving them over to have somebody start helping you a little bit with your accounts. Because when something like this happens, devastation it's sense. devastating. It's devastating enough to lose a spouse, but start throwing the confusion on, oh my gosh, I have no clue how we get our income. I have no clue how any of this works. And I mean, think about that. So yeah, money is more than analytics. It's more than the accounts. It's more than all of this. Again, in retirement, things happen. And even before that, things happen. But in retirement, these do happen. And this was a really sad situation because there was only a few years in retirement. And now she was put in this situation. We were able to help her out. Well, it also doesn't give that spouse time to grieve. No, it does not. You know, not. because they're worried about how they're going to make, you know, whether it's their house payment or how they're going to pay their bills. And they don't have time to grieve, which is so necessary for them. So they're a nervous wreck when they come in. It is. Yeah. Oh, y'all make it sound so sad. It is emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is emotional. And I don't want to be Debbie Downer because, you know, retirement should be a wonderful thing. But some of these things happen. And I just wanted to share that with you. Well, because it's, it's realistic. Yeah, well, it's basically inevitable at some point. Of course. Yeah. And sometimes we have to kind of take a moment and sit back and try to picture some of these scenarios and just think about it. Okay. If this happened to me, how's this going to play out? I hear you. All right. That's Gary and Don Crawford, 352-320-2060, the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. We're going over some great little morsels of advice from Morgan Housel, the author of the book, Psychology with Money. And he says uh, one of his first jobs was as a valet at a fancy hotel in Los Angeles. And he says he learned a lot just from being around wealthy people all the time. I think what was really interesting to me was getting to know some of these people who were driving Ferraris and Rolls Royces. Some of them actually were not even that wealthy. They were like mediocre, successful people who spent half their income on a, on a car lease payment. And that to me was really astounding because that just blew apart all of the impressions, my first impressions that I had of these people. So that was a really formative experience that taught me a lot about the psychology of money. Wow. That's a pretty sweet car. Well, that's going back <laughs> to how people behave with money. Right. Right. I think it all comes down to living within your means. Now, is this something that we've heard from our parents and grandparents? Of course. Okay. Yes. And you heard this growing up for years. You know, James, you need to live within your means, right? <laughs> right. And, you know, we all try to do it. I mean, some of us do a better job than others, but I think a lot of it is who you surround yourself with as well. So 
think about these very wealthy people who are driving these fancy cars and you're associated with them and, and you start to have some success and you're trying to kind of keep up with it. And that's, I think, a lot of it. We see that a lot in our community. Oh, gosh. Central Florida here, it's crazy. And as people become successful, again, they want to show it off. And don't get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with living in a nice home, driving a nice vehicle, a car or a truck. But if you're not saving for your retirement at the same time, you're going to end up with a huge problem. And I look at our kids went to Forest High School here in Ocala. And if you were to drive in that parking lot today, you're going to see $80,000 diesel trucks with lifts on them and all sorts of stuff, BMWs, all of these expensive cars. What is this teaching these kids? Right. Okay. So we're talking about the psychology of money. Okay. Well, you're like totally screwing your kid's head up. <laughs> don't you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you have you know, kids that are still young or grandkids, have some conversations with them. Try to teach them a little bit about the concept of money and how it works. I think that's so important. Get a compound interest calculator out and show them, hey, listen, if you were to save just this much money every single month or break it down to a week, maybe that's easier for them. Well, remember Shaquille O'Neal, what he said, what he tells his own children. He says, I'm rich. You are not rich. That's right. You are not rich. He had a son that um, did very well, and I don't know if it was his grades or whatever, and he told his son, you can go pick out a car. So what does his son pick out? A Mercedes. A Mercedes. And he said, no, 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 no. You need to go to the Honda dealership. Across and the street. <laughs> pick out a car. Nice. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. yeah. That was real. We got to, to see him speak uh, yeah, in first person. Hand. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, well, there's a couple of definitions that come to mind. Number one, wealth. A vulgar definition is uh, the money you have left over after all your expenses. That's not the formal definition, but that kind of makes sense. You know, if I can't believe that guy said people are spending half their income on a car lease just so they can roll around in a Ferrari. Mm -hmm. What a horrible idea that is. Yeah. Y'all see that as financial advisors? Y'all see that? Not as much here. I mean, there are a few Ferraris and Lamborghinis here in town, no, but, but not yeah, as many. But I, that, we don't see people no, go nuts like that. No, we don't see. Not too often. I think we see it more with our generation right now. Um, people our age who are, like Gary said, trying to keep up with everyone else. And, oh, I have this. And then, you you know, they've got this $100,000 vehicle and this house that looks like, you know, it needs a lot of improvement. <laughs> and so are you thinking, you know, are they saving money for retirement? Sure. Their priorities are just not in order. Yeah. People love giving the appearance of being wealthier than they actually are. Mm -hmm. But I think that ties into a lot of financial behaviors we see, the fear of missing out. So what can happen if we're driven by the fear of missing out? What do our kids call that nowadays? FOMO. FOMO. Yeah. <laughs> Did they really? I had no clue. Yeah. I've never heard well, of this. Say hashtag it. FOMO. Fear of missing out. F-O-M-O. Oh, FOMO. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like YOLO. Yeah. I hadn't FOMO. heard of that one. I try not to get involved <laughs> in those things. <laughs> well, first of all, like we've said, it's unhealthy. And fear of missing out, it has a detrimental effect on your physical and your mental health. I mean, it can cause stress, anxiety, even depression. But when it comes to your finances and investment, it can derail your financial goals. So fear of missing out, it can cause you to make riskier decisions. So last year, what was it? Dogecoin had a 12,000% climb. And then we also saw GameStop and um, what was AMC stock prices increase tenfold. And so people were joining these rallies left and right 
despite the risk of buying high and selling low and watching others make a lot of money on a certain stock or a token, even though you've known that those biggest rewards have already been had, it makes you feel obligated to buy. Like, hey, I've got to buy that. I've got to join in on that. Sure. Even though your logical brain is telling you, no, that's not a smart thing to do. And then, then what happens? Within weeks, they drop just as quickly as they climbed. Sure. My barber, the, you know, my barber shop, they're all into that, uh, I think, AMC oh, and yeah. all these different things. And I think they're in some of the cryptos too, which there's nothing wrong with it. I know our oldest had bought into, was it Doge? Was it, was it Doge? Doge? It was Dogecoin. Yeah. yeah. For like, I don't know, like $75. Yeah. And, he, and now he had like $6,800 last year. <laughs> I was like, cash like a little bit of that right. out, you know, <laughs> at least uh, lock in your games or something. But he was one of those it. that had made out on that because he'd had it. Yeah. So it's joining in later on after those returns have already been had thinking, oh, hey, I need to join in. That's a bad decision. Yeah. Well, don't judge those people too hard because I think that kind of stuff too quite often, like I just imagine in my own little fantasy world, what if I went back 11 years and I put in just 10 grand on Bitcoin when it was a hundred bucks? We all all think that. Well, that's why I have my little E-Trade account so I can lose some money from time to time and it doesn't hurt everything else. Right. You know, uh, that's my fun money to try to you know, be speculative, right? (laughs) Yeah. But it also seems like, okay, so I missed that. What is going on right now that is going to have a similar performance? So 11 years from now, I won't feel like I missed out and I can never nail that part. Yeah, I know. Well, we're all guilty. I think we're guilty. Yeah, we're all guilty. You did that. I I know Gary did that. Yeah, (laughs) sure. And even with some of the new, like, you know, Tesla was a big thing and now there's Neo and Neo was hot there for like a year. Oh, yeah. That's and then the it's dumped a little, but I keep looking at everything. I have a little Neo. Don't, I'm not telling everybody to go buy Neo. Um, it's just another, you know, battery operated vehicle manufacturer. And, um, you know, all these cryptocurrencies are popular. And honestly, they might be a great opportunity for some folks. Unfortunately, don't uh, ask us for advice on it because we don't give advice on speculative investments like that. We want to make sure that we work with folks on things that we can create some confidence in your retirement plan without all this movement. Yeah. And I feel silly because when I try and guess what's going to be like really hot in 10 years, I come up with the worst ideas. I think we're going to have like Rosie, the robot made from the Jetsons, like find out what company's <laughs> making those, put money in it now. And then it's like, no, that's a cartoon, James. You need to get right, some help. We, but. but yeah, but a lot of things from the Jetsons have like come into reality. The I Jetsons mean, was awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but we expected flying cars and what we got was like a, a 3D printed like knee replacement. Well, that's true, <laughs> which that's pretty interesting too. I keep hearing commercials about... Disney in like two more years, or it's, I don't know how long it is, or we're going to have uh, robot security guards. Oh, I don't know if that's scary. real, but that's I scary, heard that. right? Yeah. Isn't that how RoboCop started? <laughs> yeah, right. That was a mess. <laughs> Let's not do that at Disney. All right. We're talking to Gary and Don Crawford, Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060, or you can go to retirementwithpinnacle.com. Super important if you're going to be someone who's retiring in the next five or 10 years, or if you've just recently retired, it's uh, probably a good idea if you pick up the phone, give them a call. And look, it's not that uh, there's any obligation. How about just a good old second opinion on what you've got going now? 352-320-2060 and the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. We'll be right back with Gary and Don Crawford. I'm James Parker. This is Retirement with Pinnacle. Retirement with Pinnacle. 
To attend one of Gary and Don's seminars or to schedule a meeting with the team, visit their website, retirementwithpinnacle.com for more information or call 352-320-2060. Of all the questions you get asked every day, this is one you should not ignore. How much money in your 401k or IRA is actually yours? Not what its current value is, but how much of it will end up in your pockets, not the government's. Remember, you still might owe taxes on that money. Make sure you are not overpaying. Keep every dollar you are entitled to. Look, I know it's confusing, it's complicated, and it definitely is not fun. That's why at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, we offer strategies to help make sure you're not paying more in taxes than your fair share. It's your money. You deserve to know what's at stake. Call our team at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors today to get started. 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Do not do the IRS any favors. 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services and may not give tax advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement with Pinnacle. That's the name of this radio show, but also the website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. And we have Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors here. We talk about money with you every weekend. The phone number, 352-320-2060. Now, we get questions each and every week on the show about all things retirement. Sometimes it's through a phone call. Sometimes it's from a meeting. Sometimes it's through the website. Sometimes it's from a direct email. But we like to go over some of these questions on the show every once in a while. So we're going to go through our Retirement with Pinnacle mailbag. But feel silly to call it a mailbag because no one's actually writing out a letter and putting a stamp on it and mailing it to us. But it feels better than this stack of emails and voicemails that we have. So... A guy delivered it on a horse this morning, actually. <laughs> yeah, the Pony Express, right? It's, yeah. on, a, it's on a pigeon's yeah. foot. But if, if people want to get in contact, the phone number is 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. Get your questions in. But here's our going to be our first one for this week. Will Social Security be there for me in the future? If I listen to the news, I'm not sure if I should count on it for my retirement or not. Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. You know, and... I like to be optimistic. I mean, Social Security wasn't supposed to be around for near as long as it has been, and it wasn't designed to do what it's doing now. Uh, And if you read it, they do say if you're under 50, don't count on it is pretty much what it says. So Don and I personally are not counting on it, not saying that we won't get it. And I don't want to scare anybody listening today because we don't know, you know, hopefully they replace it with something else if that's what it is. Especially Um, since we've been contributing. Yeah, we've been paying a lot of money into it. So, but what I would really look at is if you're younger, you're not retired or you're going to be retiring in the next, you know, 10 years, just really, again, try to live within your means a little bit, really try to focus on just putting money away as much as you can, but make sure you're doing it correctly as well. So employer matches on your 401ks, you know, contribute up to the employer match, but possibly there's some other things you can do to be more diversified by, you know, maybe opening a different account. Don't just stick it in a savings account. And don't stick it in the bank earning nothing. You need return to accumulate some of those assets because again, social security, 
I mean, look at it. We can make it part of your plan. When we work with people, we usually look at what your projected social security income is going to look like because we want to have some transparency, especially if you are retiring and you're trying to create an exit strategy. And if you're at that age now, you probably count on social security. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we do is we want to definitely look at, well, what's social security? What are our other sources of income so that we can have that desired income we want? But I think the answer to your question is, you know, for now, let's continue to look at it as a source. Well, I get the impression that they're not going to let it die. You know, the actual algorithm says they're not going to end Social Security. They'll just cut your benefits if the trust fund goes bankrupt. But also, it seems like such an easy fix. Not that the fact that I like it or I want it to happen, but it's politically palatable to just raise the tax on it. Your payroll tax is like 1% on the employer side, 1% on the employee side. So you're really getting 2% raise. And that'll probably fund the trust fund until long after I'm dead. That's my guess, but who the yeah, heck let's knows? Hope so. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Let's be optimistic. <laughs> All right. Next question from the mailbag. I was just reviewing my pension plan, and the option I chose when I was a new employee might not provide much for my wife if I die before her. Is there anything I can do to make this right, or is there anything I can set up so she can still have income if I die? Still, spousal continuation question. A little confused on that question. Well, from what we normally see, that's because you typically do not choose your pension plan option until you're actually getting ready to retire. So the first thing you need to do is clarify that with your employer first, because that's normally how we see it. But if that scenario is truly the case, then there are a couple options you could do to replace your income. I know people have taken out permanent life policies. Um, That way your spouse is left with a tax-free death benefit. Um, And then depending on the amount of your assets, you could purchase an annuity that he or she could use specifically for, well, I guess it's she because you said wife, that she could use specifically for spousal replacement income in the event you predecease her. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you first start working with an employer, let's just, for instance, because we see it a lot with Florida retirement, if you work for the state of Florida, municipality, the county, anything like that, you know, you either have the investment side or you have the pension side. But you, you normally do not, like Dawn said, elect how you're going to take your benefits until you retire. And that's something that's in your retirement package. And at that time, you're going to be giving, uh, given a few different options mm-hmm. like life only life with a survivor benefit of a certain percentage. There's going to be a few different things. And if you're confused on that, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to our office because we deal with this all the time. Just making sure, again, you do choose the right option that's going to be best for your spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be important. But like Dawn said, life insurance, we call that pension maximization. So from time to time, if your life only benefit, meaning that you get it until you pass away, your spouse gets nothing. If it's so much greater than having a survivor benefit and your health is good, sometimes we can get a permanent life insurance policy that would more than make up that lost income. But you have to make sure you're using the right insurance products. Did you not use insurance that does not have a 100% guarantee on the death benefit. Correct. And something that's based on interest rates where it could be underfunded. You need to make sure you're using something that is 100% guaranteed. I've never even been faced with the pension in my entire life, but I figured they would have to check a box when they sign up for it in case they die on the job, or does the pension just go away if you die on the job? Well, that's probably maybe what it was that this individual was talking about is maybe they just selected the pension side. And if I passed away, my spouse would get 
something. It depends how the employer does it. If it's a deferred compensation plan or I'm not sure it would really be within the plan specifics for that company and employer. Mm -hmm. So that would be something we need to get some information from your HR department. And we could definitely look at that for you. Well, I know every pension is going to be different and, and the math is going to be an individual decision. But generally speaking, do you recommend people taking like 100% spousal continuation? Not always, because really the spouse could have a pension of their own sure. or they could have a higher social security. So it does vary from person to person. But that's why it's so important to meet with someone who can look at that and say, hey, yes, this is necessary that you choose that type of pension or no, not necessary. Right. Because what we're going to look at when we start electing some of these or, or brainstorming on ways to take it is, again, we're going to look at your social security what age you plan on taking that. We're going to look at the pension amount. We're going to look if your spouse has a pension. If you have other sources of income, real estate or anything of that sort, that annuity income or whatever it might be, that's going to be there so that we can come up with that actual bottom line figure and just say, okay, well, do we need to have more of a survivor benefit or less? And, and it's tweakable. So that is something you only get a decision on one time. Though, and that's so you don't what want to we mess do with up. all our clients. Yeah. That's what we do with our clients before, you know, if you meet with us before you're retiring, this is something that we plan. We help you with. Right. And usually we try and look at this at least five years out from retirement. And I think that's so important. Don't wait until you retire mm -hmm. um, because or you're a month out from retiring. And I know we discussed this in a, in a previous show. segment or a previous show was people make quick decisions. And sometimes they make the wrong decision when they're rushed mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. And we want to make sure that you have some confidence leading up to those years in retirement that you know what it's going to be already. All right. We're talking with Gary and Don Crawford from Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's for if you want to call them at the office, you have a question for the show, you want to add yours to the mailbag segment, 352-320-2060, the website retirementwithpinnacle.com. All right. Next question. I found a box of statements when I was cleaning out our closet, and I realized I have no idea just how much money is in our accounts. I just manage the checking account because I pay the bills, but I really don't know much about what else my husband is managing. What should I do? Well, I think that really just comes down to just sitting down and trying to have a conversation. Exactly. You know, uh, finding out where the money is, where the accounts are, what it's doing. That's so important. And that's something I feel that many women struggle with because I hear that all the time. And we look at the generation, not just baby boomers, but really we're seeing their parents. That's how things were. The man, the husband handled all the money. Most of the time. Yes, most of the time. But I think we're seeing a lot more now. Women are taking control of that. I mean, mm -hmm. my parents uh, is a perfect example. Even though you know my mom is a lot younger than my father, she came over from Hong Kong when she was 19 years old. And so she depended on my dad, you know, because he was from the United States. She she depended on him to know what was going on. And really, she ended up taking control of the finances and all of their investments. Right. But no matter who's in control, if you're in a situation like this, what you want to do is sit down. And here's a simple process you can do. Get out a pad of paper, mm -hmm. a legal pad, and start getting the statements out. Start writing down where they're at. And put like the last four of the account number. That way you don't duplicate anything. 
on each statement because you may have a bunch of statements that are all the same and some are older. That way you're not adding all these figures up. But try to just come up with an index sheet of what you have and then keep your most recent statement and then give us a call. 352-320-2060 or go to retirementwithpinnacle.com. And we can walk you through what you actually have. You know, look at things that maybe you're unaware of, like how much volatility is in your portfolio? Do you really have a plan if your spouse passes away? How are you going to make up income? All these different things. How are you going to pay for extended health care? But really, that's what I would suggest, whoever it is, sit down and just have an open conversation about it. And again, make an index sheet, write down the account numbers. and That way both of you are on the same page. Yeah. Yeah, and y'all, y'all mentioned previous generations behaved a little different. I also noticed my grandparents were real secretive almost about their finances. Yeah. Is yeah. it so bad that they don't communicate with their spouse sometimes? Yes, that's exactly what happens. And we've seen that firsthand going back to some of the people that have been referred to us where they don't have time to grieve because the husband's like, well, don't worry about it. I have it handled. I've got it taken care of. And then all of a sudden he passes away and She has no idea where the money is and how much they have. She has no clue. I mean, here's something that I'm bringing up and we really didn't talk about it. But if you don't have like a power of attorney for each other, um, it's something you really need to have. Because what we see quite frequently is cognitive issues, uh, Alzheimer's and dementia. And it's a growing concern. And if your spouse is handling all the finances, sometimes people are really good at covering up and hiding some of these things. but Sometimes as a spouse on the other end, what we see is they almost help cover it up because they don't want to know what's happening. You're referring to covering up the Covering up the cognitive issue. So what we really need to look at is if you're seeing that or you're concerned with that, make sure you have some of these legal documents in place so that you can have somebody help you or you can help yourself with these things. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, your husband or your wife has a full-blown dementia or Alzheimer's and they handled everything and and you're not sure how to do it or where anything's at. So you need to pre-plan, plan ahead for some of these things. Make sure you both have an idea of what's going on. Can I squeeze in one more mailbag question here? Sure. Sure. All right. This one says, we've been discussing our future and I'm really worried about needing some type of care later on. I really don't want our kids to be stuck making decisions for us. How can we learn more about the options we can plan now? Is this a long-term care question? Is that what they're asking about? That's what it sounds like. And I I know a lot of people, they need to have that conversation, first of all, with their kids, because there's some people are like, my kids said they are going to take care of me. But yes, I mean, this person is thinking logically. They don't want their kids to be stuck making decisions and and doing things. I mean, really have to get down to... I mean, do you really want your kids doing the things involved in caregiving? you, You probably don't. Um, But learning about the options, I mean, there's so many out there and, you know, it's not just traditional long-term care insurance anymore because that is not for everyone. It might be for certain households just because of the way their income is. Um, Or if you've already had it and you've had it for years, definitely, then you're in a good position. But there are a lot of new options and alternatives that are like hybrid type long-term care contracts. So if you're earmarking money, there's ways you can really leverage the insurance companies to pay the majority of that claim. Um, And if you don't use it, you don't lose it. Uh, We've also seen some life policies that offer that as well. Sure. So you do have a a lot of options. Plus, our firm is very connected to resources in the community. I mean, we work with aging. 
We do a lot of charitable events for Hospice of Mary County, the Education for Alzheimer's and Dementia Endowment that uh, our client John uh, Renhart had um, established through hospice. And we are definitely, again, connected with resources and we understand different things that are out there to help you with respite care, where you can have somebody come and give you a break for the week if your spouse is in care at the house or just for a few hours, a couple of days a week, so you can get out and golf or go to the grocery store or, or whatever. Um, so just having some sort of a plan is important. And if your kids are telling you they're going to take care of you, just don't have that as your primary plan. Because if you have sons and your, your mom, I mean, do you want them bathing you and toileting you and things of that sort? And I know they don't sound fun at all. And more than likely you're not going to want to, and they're not going to want to do it either. So have something in place, even if it's just a written, your wishes, and understand some of the resources that maybe have no cost to them that are available to you. But you're more than welcome to give us a call and we can discuss some of that over the phone with you or set up um, an appointment to where you're able to come in and just sit down with us and chat about that. So we've been doing this for nearly 20 years. We've walking our prospective clients through a thought out process to help them come to the right decision for them. Reimagine your retirement. If you are already retired or will retire in the next five years, we want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now. 352-320-2060 or go to our website, retirementwithpinnacle.com. Thank you very much, Gary and Don Crawford of Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. We'll do it again next weekend. All right. It was awesome. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This has been Retirement with Pinnacle. Do you need a second opinion on your retirement plan? You can't get a second opinion from the one who gave you the first. So call Gary and Don Crawford at Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management LLC. AE Wealth Management and Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC is not permitted to offer and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Pinnacle Retirement Advisors LLC. This radio show is a paid placement. For more info, visit retirewithpinnacle.com. When you have errands to run, do you like to run all over town or do you try and make as few stops as possible? It's nice when you can get everything in one place, isn't it? The same is true for retirement planning. You shouldn't have to go one place for tax planning, another for estate planning, and another for retirement income planning. That's why Pinnacle Retirement Advisors was started. Gary and Don Crawford wanted to build a company that could help families with all aspects of their retirement planning. Pinnacle Retirement Advisors. They're more than just convenient, they're knowledgeable and experienced. To set up a meeting with Gary and Don Crawford and the Pinnacle Retirement Advisors team to talk about your retirement, call 352-320-2060. That's 352-320-2060. One stop for a wealth of retirement solutions. 
Pinnacle Retirement Advisors, 352-320-2060. Firm offers insurance services, but does not provide tax or legal advice. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. 